You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? I'm back here on a bonus show. I put it out on Twitter that I was going to do a bonus show. The return of the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Talking all things fantasy football right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast podcast feed. Love it. I'm in a million leagues can't wait. We're a week away. I'm recording now on a Thursday evening. And next Thursday, the NFL will be kicking off. That's going to be tremendous. Cannot wait for it. And what I can't wait to do is introduce my guest, the one and only. You know who he is. He enters by theme music. Chuck Dog, what's going on, man? Good to have you back. Chuck, are you there? Chuck the Magazine. Alright, so everybody... <laughs> we, we don't have Chuck. And... And I guess I gotta throw him under the bus here to start the show because the guy's been gone for over a year. We had a bunch of fun doing the fantasy football flavor show um, here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. We laughed. We talked about his magazine that he get at Barnes and Noble. He, you know, didn't wasn't aware that you can get all the stuff free on on the old Google machine on the old internet now. And so Chuck was fired up to come back on the show. I told the people, I put a tweet out, hey, about ready to record a fantasy show with with the one and only Chuck Dog. Guy calls me up, last minute, says he can't make it, some work, you know, the storm, something like that. I I don't know what he was talking about. What, What I think happened is the old Postmaster General got the old magazine, you know, mixed up. And he didn't have it. He didn't have it on the ready, so he knew he wasn't going to be able to come at me with some fantasy football talk today. So he bailed. Kind of reminds me why we maybe stopped doing the show last year. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, no, I'm just giving a hard time. You know, things come up. Chuck isn't able to make it. We weren't able to schedule it, you know, for tomorrow or anytime soon. I know you guys got your drafts coming up. So I said, Chuck, don't worry. Just like before, I'll bail us out. I'll talk fantasy football with the people. Give them some info, entertain, and uh, get this thing done. So that's what I'm here to do. Just wanted to tease that off the top and have a little fun with Chuck. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, talk ball here. So I, I want to work through running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, guys I like. I'm going to talk to you guys about strategy. You know, I often do that. I'm going to give you some Lions players, some Detroit Lions fantasy players to watch out for. And uh, I'll tell you about some of my leagues that I'm in that I'm excited about uh, as well. So it, it should be a jam-packed show. We'll have fun here, and uh, as we often do on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, uh, we're not going to mess around. We're diving right into this thing and going to talk some fantasy football. So let's start at the running back position. Well, no, let's start with strategy, actually. So general strategies, again, for this year. I know a lot of you guys have been following my articles on USA Today, Lions Wire, talking fantasy football. And in a lot of those, what I often try to do, if I can sneak it past the... Eric Schlitt, the editor-in-chief, and Mr. Risden there is, uh, you know, if I'm giving you my rankings or I'm giving you an article, I'm always trying to put in there as well why I'm doing that or why I'm suggesting that for you guys or how I think you need to approach your drafts in order to win because rankings, you know, good players, um, things like that, that, that's not going to win your league for you, but strategy often will. So, You know, I I hate to be a broken record, but I feel like this year is a a lot like last year when it comes to strategy. You know, the running backs are back. Running backs are the thing in fantasy football. Once again, you got to get them early. You got to get them often. You have to hold off the temptations of making the mistake that many people do, which is snagging a tight end in those first couple rounds. You have to avoid the fancy name quarterbacks. If you're in a standard type league in your office or with friends, you even have to ignore those names uh, often like Mike Thomas, Julio, you know, those top couple receivers because you need running backs and uh, getting, you know, two running backs to start is the safest way to go. I often will even go maybe two running backs, a wide receiver, and then go right back to the running back position Or I've done some drafts, even as trials or even in some standard type leagues, where I'm going basically three, four running backs to start the draft before I even look at other positions. Because I know I can get receiver late. I can get a tight end in the mid rounds that's going to win it for me. And I dang sure know in a standard league I can wait, 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 and wait some more on quarterback. So snag those running backs early. When you're talking about wide receivers, the strategy is, you know, yeah. I would like to have one top stud on your team. I'd like to have a guy that's a no doubt number one, a guy that's going to catch a ton of footballs, going to find the end zone. He's in a good offense. He has a good quarterback. Yeah, I would like all those things when I'm investing in my first receiver. But what I really want to do is wait and just sort of snag those mid-tier receivers that are young, good offenses, going to get the football, and I'm going to be able to roll with them. And I'll get to some of those names here in a bit. When I talk about players on this show, I just, I didn't do rankings. I didn't do one through 10. You guys have seen those on my articles. Everybody does that. 
I just plucked out some names that I, I wanted to talk about when I get to the actual player. So we'll get to that here in a moment. When you're talking tight ends, again, it's it's a very, very, very rare occurrence that I'm taking, you know, a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey at the top of the draft. You know, I'm not a big fan of Mark Andrews, so I'm passing on him. Zach Ertz, I like, and he seems like he's in a little bit of a contract issue, so that'd be a reason to steer away from him, possibly. But, uh, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not investing in a tight end. I love the tight ends. Gosh, I want to say mid, but again, I'm, I'm waiting later. You know, I'm waiting till I feel like it's only down to those last handful of guys that can really make an impact, and I'm snagging one of those, and then I'm probably trying to wait it out even longer for my backup. Um, then, then most are going to do as well. And then, like I say, when you get to quarterbacks, if, if you're in a 10-team, 12-team league, standard-type scoring, I like to do half-point PPR is what I base most of my stuff off, uh, half-point per catch. Those seem to be kind of that middle-of-the-road type of league these days if you're talking standard leagues. And those leagues, 10-12 teams, you can find a quarterback anytime you want. So if you really want to risk it, you can wait all the way to the end and get some of those lower-tier guys and hope they play well, and that could take you to a championship. The mid-tier guys are definitely going to do it for you. You just have to play the board and, and get the right value. But, you know, if Pat Mahomes slips to the third or fourth round and you want to take him, no issue because he's that big of a stud and he's just going to put up points. That offense is crazy. I just love his moxie. But other than that, as much as I love Watson and, you know, people love Lamar Jackson this year, I'm not necessarily one of them. You know, I'm not spending anywhere in that third, fourth, fifth round for QB unless it's Mahomes. And then I'd at least consider it. But I'm telling you, you got to avoid that temptation to take him and you got to pass. That's the way to do it. That's going to get you the best roster, the most depth, and the ability to win your league more so than having a top flight quarterback. We'll talk about those guys uh, more in a bit as well. So those are my general strategies. Load up on running back. Load up on receivers in the middle rounds, find that sweet spot for a tight end, and wait as long as you can, and I even suggest to totally risk it and wait for the last few quarterbacks, snag them up, play that quarterback, uh, you know, week-to-week type situation, um, and win that way. That's, that's going to help you win your league. So, everybody, let's go ahead and talk about some players and then I'm going to take a break and and we'll talk about some of the players now take a break and then uh, come back finish out on players and finish out with the different leagues I got going so let's start the running back position again I'll almost go in order here as I did with my strategy here's some names I wrote down and guys I'll just talk a little bit about you know one of one of my most intriguing running backs I have him in a lot of dynasty leagues I like taking him in Regular leagues, because he usually falls to that late first round, early second round. That's Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been high on this guy for a while. I have him in a lot of leagues. I love the fact that he signed up just the other day, got his got his money, got his extension. This guy, when you watch him, like it's one thing to just talk about these guys. When you watch Joe Mixon... He's so talented from running, catching, you know, as far as he just needs not only usage, but needs more players around him and a dynamic quarterback. I think he has both of those really high on Joe Mixon this year. He has had some injury issues, but go big on him. He's in the prime of his career. I expect the next two to four years to be big for Joe Mixon. 
Next name that I wrote down here, Miles Sanders, my boy. My boy Miles Sanders. Uh, picked him up last year as a rookie in a lot of leagues. He took me to a championship or two. The way he finished out the season, I think he had 50 catches. That's pretty crazy as a rookie. I'd expect that to move uh, quite a ways up this year as he's the lead dog and he's the main guy. He has had some injury issues here to start the year. But Miles Sanders is dynamic. He's got similar physical abilities to Saquon Barkley. Um, he just, you know, wasn't didn't get as much run in college, literally and figuratively, and uh, fell in a perfect situation in Philadelphia. So if you snagged them up last year, tremendous. If you haven't, don't be afraid to sp- spend a late first round, early second round pick. If he's still there, he could even go mid first, um, mid to lower first where you're not going to be able to get him. But love Miles Sanders. Josh Jacobs I like this year for the Las Vegas Raiders. I think he's going to get the football a bit more. I think he's going to catch it. Really like his game. Love him off the field. Just a great mentality. Great kid. The only thing that worries me a little bit is the shoulder injury that he had last year as well as recouped from this year. If that squeaks back up, that's not a good one for running backs, but uh, love Josh Jacobs. Austin Eckler for the Los Angeles Chargers. Eckler's a guy that has never really got the shot. They paid him. They like this guy. You see him on Hard Knocks. He's a physical beast. I love the part this last uh, episode where he jumped over, what, six bags on top of a couple trash cans. I mean, dude's got ups. He catches the football. Athlete. Right in the prime where you want him. Undrafted guy. Always has a burr under his saddle. He's going to be good. And he's going to catch a ton of footballs. And some are some are not so high on Austin Eckler, but I'm not one of them. I love him. Next running back I wrote down, uh, I'm a Todd Gurley guy. You know, I, I know I think I was high on him last year. Obviously, he struggled through injuries. But if you go back and look at his stats, I, I don't have them pulled up right now. But I want to say Todd Gurley was, you know, over 1,000 yards again. A lot of touchdowns. See if I can pull that up here while we're chatting to kind of confirm where he was at. But, uh Gosh, Todd Gurley, I just thought was better than most people gave him credit for. And it was a down year and the knee issues are a concern. But I love him in that number 21 jersey in the ATL. And gosh, man, he's just a good football player and a guy that I think, you know, depending on his usage and depending on that health, that's a guy you can get way later than you should. And a guy that could easily be a top eight, top Gosh, I don't want to put him in the top five, but top eight running back and uh, really do some things. So, uh, you know, I was, I was wrong. Only 857 yards last year, but 12 touchdowns. And uh, I don't think they got him the football much in the receiving game. 31 catches last year, only for 207 yards. I mean, gosh, two years before that, 64 grabs for nearly 800 yards and six TDs. So... ATL needs to use him in the pass game, no doubt about it. Um, Jonathan Taylor, the young buck over in Indy. I mean, this guy is big, he's physical, and man, is he fast. Like, that's a hard combo to find, and as much as people love Marlon Mack, you know, or he had done some decent things, I think he'll be pushed aside pretty quickly. Jonathan Taylor, you know, is going to be a beast, I'm telling you right now. He's got that crazy good offensive line in front of him. He plays in kind of a division that you can have a beast of a running back. And, man, 
if they don't use him big time this year, 2021, you know, I see him being a, a first, early, second round pick and uh, worth every penny. So get on the Jonathan Taylor bandwagon now before everybody else does. I, I put Lev Bell down in my running back category. Lev Bell is a guy that's getting hated on. You hear all these reports. Oh, they like Frank Gore more. And, you know, him and his coach are having bickering issues. I mean, Mel, Lev Bell had a down year last year. He sat out the year before. I mean, he hasn't been productive in basically three seasons until he was with Pittsburgh. But if they throw him the ball the way they should, I mean, that's what this guy, that's where he made his money as he basically was a receiver that played running back. Throw him the football, get him 20-plus touches a game, use him down around the goal line. I think Lev Bell is a sneaky value that you can usually find in rounds. Gosh, where's he falling? Rounds four, five, you know? Maybe even with the hate, maybe he's down that late, mid, fifth, sixth round nowadays that you can grab him. I mean, I think I took him in my pro football focus draft because I, I, you know, that had a crazy scoring and some different things. So, again, another strategy I didn't mention, figure out what your scoring system is. Figure out who scores points, figure out who's valued, and go with those guys. And in that league, it was steered towards QBs, wide receivers, and and then running backs. So that's the way that I drafted, but I was able to get Lev Bell and my next guy in that pro football focus draft, and that's DJ David Johnson, now playing with the Houston Texans. David Johnson, he's a ball player, man. He's a, He can catch the football. Everyone you know thinks he's falling off the map, still probably 27, 28 years old, physical, catch it. You know, in an offense, you don't trade for a guy and give up Hopkins and, and a second round pick or whatever they did or obtain a second rounder just for DeAndre Hopkins. And, and this guy, if you're not going to feature him and use him, and I just think he's going to be better than advertised and a good football player to uh, have on your team, especially at the value where he's going, which is even lower than Love Bell. All right, the last running back I wrote down, and this guy's had some off the field troubles. He's also stuck behind another stud, but I expect the Cleveland Browns offense to be absolutely dynamic. Kareem Hunt, man. Kareem Hunt, if anything happens to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt can be a league winner. If they feature Kareem Hunt in the passing game, he can be excellent for your team. If they give Nick Chubb a ton of the carries and just use Hunt sparingly, that would be that would be bad because Kareem Hunt is way too talented to not use him. But Kevin Stefanski is going to run the football, and then once you load up on the run, he's going to chuck the ball deep to Odell. And you know who's going to be chucking that ball? Everybody on the fantasy football, and that's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, there you go. You know I had to get that in here on the fantasy show. But... Uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to be good. He's uh, even lower than Lev Bell and DJ. You know, invest in him as your third, fourth type running back and just hold him or play him in your flex spot. And if he balls out, um, that's going to tremendously help you throughout this fantasy season. All right, let's let's go ahead and jump over. I'm going to jump to tight ends before I take my break. And then I'll tease you after the commercial to listen to my wide receivers and quarterbacks. Move through these tight ends a little bit quicker. I mean, the first name I wrote down was Zach Ertz. I kind of already talked about him. He's having some contract issues. He's getting a bit older. Dallas Goddard is there, who I like. But Zach Ertz is a ball player. He gets tons of receptions. They just they just force the football to this guy all day, every day. So I still like him. 
especially if I can get him as the fourth or fifth tight end off the board, which it seems like he's going now. I definitely like that option. Uh, Evan Ingram for the New York Giants. I, I put him down. The guy's never been healthy. I mean, every year it seems like this is the breakout tight end or, wow, look, this guy's a receiver in a tight end's body and he's hurt every year for most of the year. I think this is the year he probably stays healthy and makes plays for your team. So Evan Ingram is a guy I'm willing to invest in, especially at the value I can get him. And once all the top-tier tight ends, I feel like this guy has top-tier type ability if they use him and if he can stay healthy. Tyler Higby uh, over there with the Los Angeles Rams came on huge last year. I think set some type of record for tight ends for like a four, five, six game stretch, whatever it was. And I don't know the, this guy's great. I, I put in my write-ups, his teammates love him. You know, the head coach seems to really love him. He hasn't done anything his first couple years in the league. Everybody almost wrote him off as a complete bust. And now he's, you know, on the radar as breakout tight end, you know, here in what year four maybe even five, somewhere in that range. I mean, Tyler Higby, I think, could have a big year and do some big things. I'm going to talk about Lions players in a minute, but I do want to get this guy in here right now, and that's TJ Hawkinson. Um, Hawkinson, to me, had a down year, a disappointing year in his rookie year, had some injuries, also just kind of didn't seem to have it. The dude's been in the weight room. He's bulked up. TJ Hawkinson's the guy you can get in your fantasy draft after all the other top tight ends are gone and people are really writing off TJ Hawkinson. And this dude is the bona fide, no doubt, number one tight end for the Lions. He's going to be out there a ton. He hopefully will get the football consistently. He has red zone dominating ability. I mean, the only thing that worries me about TJ Hawkinson literally this year is how they're going to use all the different receivers that, and, and weapons the Detroit Lions have. But I expect a big year from Hawk if they get him the football. And he's the guy you can literally wait on all your tight ends and take all these other skill positions. And then if you can get Hawkinson at that perfect value, you just play him at tight end all year long. I think you'll be totally fine. Another favorite for me is right here, and that's Janu Smith, as I like to say it, with three, four, five Fs if you want to give it to him. Janu Smith um, is a ball player. This guy's a physical beast. I, I hate the Tennessee Titans and everything they stand for because they paid Ryan Tannehill about 20-some, 25, $28 million, whatever they did. That's horrible. He's not a good quarterback was playing wide receiver I mean a couple years ago he had one good season wow congratulations because you had a run game and because you had a decent defense this guy's a marginal mid-level quarterback at best he won't be on any of my teams but I do like John Ooh because I feel like AJ Brown's a, a pretty big stud but after that it's pretty you know light and they pay so much attention to Derrick Henry. I just see Jonu Smithy running down the field, down the middle of the field, catching balls, having a big season this year. So he's kind of like my best valued, you know, under the radar tight tight end I think is going to blow up on the scene this year. The next guy is a guy that a lot of the experts like, and that's Hayden Hurst, Atlanta Falcons. Hayden, Hayden Hurst is a good player, but you know, he's done nothing in Baltimore. He was a weird first-round pick to begin with. He's old. He was a baseball player. I mean, maybe he has a great season in Atlanta with all those other weapons and Matt Ryan getting him the football, but 
I see him being an underperforming guy, which a lot of people are super high on this year. So could be wrong on that one. That could come back to bite me, no doubt. But Hayden Hurst, I like him, but I don't love him. And a lot of other people love him as an under-radar guy this year. So we'll see what he does. Uh, Chris Herndon for the Jets, you know, real good rookie year, hurt and spended last year. You you got nothing from Chris Herndon. I'd expect him to come back on the scene, catch some footballs, and be one of uh, Sam Darnold's main targets. I do think the Jets will probably be a terrible football team. But between Lev Bell, Herndon, and Crowder, that's where most of the footballs are going to go. So take Herndon late if you want. It might, might be better than expected. Um, O.J. Howard I have here on my list. I mean, everybody has written off O.J. Howard. I know Gronk is in Tampa Bay. I know they have a lot of receivers. I know they just added Leonard Fournette. Um, But O.J. Howard is a good football player, has all the things you look for in a tight end, and Tom Brady loves himself some tight ends. So if I can get O.J. Howard way late in the draft or as my second or, yeah, second tight end, I love it because I think he could be – Really impactful, but I don't know how they're going to spread the football in Tampa Bay either. So we'll wait and see, but he's too talented to be written off after a couple down seasons, especially with the greatest of all time throwing him the football now. And the last tight end I wrote down was Irv Smith with four, five, six, seven, eight Fs. Um, Irv Smith Jr. from Minnesota is a guy that can catch. I think Kyle Rudolph will do all the dirty work, catch a few balls here or there, but I'd expect Irv Smith to play almost like a flex-type role, receiver role. Can get him basically dirt cheap or free in your fantasy leagues, and I think Irv Smith could have a really nice season um, when, when it's all said and done. So, everybody, there's my strategy. There's my running backs and tight ends. We'll take a quick break. Get... Uh, one or a few of our sponsors in here and come back and talk wide receivers, quarterbacks, Lions players, and I'll give you just a little bit of a couple of my leagues to finish out the show. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, we're back from the break. As I often say, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Again, this is mostly a Detroit Lions podcast, but I know last year we did the Fantasy Football Flavor Show once a week, and people really seemed to like it. Um, This year, I've kind of stuck more to my Lions Wire articles, as well as, um, you know, just putting things out on Twitter about fantasy football when I feel it's relevant, but uh, we have not been doing the fantasy football podcast. I only got so many hours in a day. And uh, trying to do some other things this year with the uh, Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions podcast, which features stars 
Benny Blades, the former Lion Safety, we're having a bunch of fun on that show. We're getting a few things tidied up, like our audio, and uh, just, again, getting to know Benny and having some fun with him now that we've had a few shows under our belt. So um, if you haven't checked that out, definitely check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network, or you can find it on any podcast platform that you listen to. And um, like I say, just uh, knocking out Lions content two shows a week with the one and only Grifka, the waffle maker, the guy that drives me nuts on the show. I mean, I often have to play the sound drop when he's on and it sounds something like this. It drives me freaking bonkers. (laughs) But, uh, you know, everybody knows Grifka and uh, he'll be back Wednesday and Friday talking Detroit Lions. We have a bunch of fun on that show. But uh, let's get back to fantasy football here and finish this out strong. So let's just dive right into receivers. Um, the top receiver I wrote down, this is one of those big names I said you might want to avoid off the top. But this is a guy I'm getting in a lot of leagues at a decent value after I take those two running backs or, or a really stud running back. I, I still have a hard time passing on Julio Jones. I mean, he's older, but you see this guy in a uniform. He's a physical absolute stud. And I'm willing to take him and make him my wide receiver one and know that he's going to ball out again. Now, in Dynasty Leagues, I'd be taking some of the other younger guys a bit more. But Julio, Julio, whatever you want to call him, uh, he's an absolute freak in uh, the ATL. And he's going to be incredible again this year. Uh, Chris Godwin's the next name I wrote down. I mean, me and Grifka got in a big old dust up recently where Grifka acts like Chris Godwin's a marginal player at best. And I think he's just that up and coming wide receiver. He blew up last year. Now he's playing the slot basically, you know, exclusively as well as he's got Tom Brady throwing in the ball and he's got tight ends now that can take coverage away too. I mean, I think I had Chris Godwin as my number two overall receiver when I put out my wide receiver rankings. I know most people have him, you know, more so in that, you know, lower, lower part of the top 10. But Chris Godwin, give him to me number two there. Somebody that I just think is tremendous and a guy that's really going to come on the scene again this year. You guys know I had to fit this guy in my list as somebody I love. His name is Odell Beckham junior you might call him obj i mean you know who he is he's the guy that grifka says made one catch his whole life yeah we know that he 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 fell off the map a little bit in new york he fought through an injury last year and odell had a thousand yards last year hurt horrible you know team went in the tank baker mayfield was horrible and he still put up a a k and uh, made some plays uh, disappointing. I have him a lot of leagues. He he didn't have those games you look for from Odell, but hey man, if I can get Odell in the third, fourth round this, this year, I'm taking him because he could be the number one overall receiver in fantasy. No questions asked. The next name on my list, Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. Everybody's written this guy off. They act like, oh, he can't do it without Antonio Brown by his side. Dude had one down year with Rudolph and gosh who was the other dude duck hodges is that who it was that was throwing footballs to him i mean juju's like 22 23 years old he gets back in the slot where he belongs i expect huge things from this guy you can get him at a crazy value if big ben stays healthy 
Juju is going to come back and probably have 12 to 1500 yards and, you know, seven to 10 touchdowns is kind of where I'm at with him. So we'll see what he does. The next name on my list is one of those young guys under the radar that I always like to talk about. And that's DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. Guy came on a little bit last year, was a little bit under the radar or didn't do much his first year or so. DJ Moore's about to blow up everybody. He's about to be the featured target there in Carolina in an up-tempo Matt Rule type offense. DJ Moore is a beast. He can catch it. He runs after the catch like an absolute, you know, terror of a running back. He's uh he's in his athletic prime. Go get yourself some DJ Moore, especially in dynasty leagues. Over there with the LA Rams, I got uh, I got Robert Woods. You know, Robert Woods is a guy that I've taken in a lot of leagues, either as my number three, my number two wide receiver. He's just rock solid, super consistent. I always call him one of those pros pros that you just love having on your team. You know, unless he gets badly hurt, he's going to put up numbers. He's going to get the football. You're not going to have to worry about him off the field. He's in a great passing offense with a great uh, offensive head coach. Like Robert Woods is a great guy and guy I've been investing in this year because I can get him at a crazy value. Again, these aren't in any order. These are names I scribbled down that I like that I just wanted to talk about here on the show. Next name. Ridley, Ridley down there in Atlanta. Um, this is another guy that's about to blow up, and if you you better get him before he really comes on the scene. He had a good year the last year or two, but he's about to take it to that next level. And if Julio moves on or ends up hanging him up here in the next year or two, Ridley's that next guy that's silky smooth route runner. You know nobody can cover him. Scores a lot of touchdowns and yards in that indoor Atlanta offense. And it's going to take it to another level this year, I'm telling you. DJ Chart, uh, down there in Jacksonville, where they've sold off almost every player that's worth a damn. Um, DJ Chark is going to ball out. I see him as kind of the poor man's, as Griffco would say, AJ Green. He is going to, he is long, he is lanky, he can catch the deep ball, and Gardner Manchu loves to throw him the football. So... Yeah, uh, you know, DJ Chark, I'm I'm on I'm on board with him now. I wasn't a big fan last year. He really didn't do anything his first year or two, but he came on the scene, and I'm on board now, especially where you can get him. Terry McLaurin, this is a guy that I I invested in a huge last year. I got him so late in all these rookie drafts where people overlook this guy. Did you guys pay attention to McLaurin in college? Did you pay attention how he was unguardable? At the Senior Bowl, did you pay attention to Terry McLaurin having track athlete type speed? Because he showed all those in college at the Senior Bowl and as a rookie. And he's just getting started. So him and and, and Haskins over there with the Washington football team are just going to be a connection all day, every day, um, as long as he's quarterback. And I love that combo. Alright, this looks like it's the last name I wrote down, and it's a guy I love. I mean, he's on a team now that I don't really love, per se, but filthy route runner. Just a guy that I think is a dynamic receiver, again, almost like a uh, secondary type Antonio Brown when he was in his prime. 
And that's Stefan Diggs. I mean, this guy can slice you up running routes. He can also get past you and get up over the top catching footballs. If they unleash this guy and they throw the ball to him more and send him deep more, he's going to put up big numbers. So if you can get Stefan Diggs as a two or even better, a wide receiver three, I mean, you're going to be rolling because guy, you don't give up that kind of draft capital and go get a guy like that if you're not going to use him. And Steph Diggs is a guy... I got in dynasty leagues. I'll take in a in a work league and a standard league and a half point in a you know any type of league. I'm looking to get Stefan Diggs at the right price. I think he's going to be great in Buffalo, which I don't really love Buffalo, but um, other than that, he's a ball player and right in the the age and and the and the scheme and and the type of situation you want to get the best numbers out of him. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Those are my wide receivers. Let's finish this out with quarterbacks. I talked a little bit about this guy in the beginning. There's not much that needs to be said about him. Patty Mahomes over there in Kansas City is an absolute top-level ball player. Um, Pat Mahomes can sling it all over the football field. He's got weapons everywhere. He's an absolute winner. I mean... I wasn't saying all this before the draft. I knew he had a cannon arm, and I knew he might have some special talents, but I don't think anybody could have predicted what he's done up to this point. And I don't see it changing. I don't see him having a, a fallback year or the league catching up to this guy. I really don't. So, Pat Mahomes, take him in the third round if he's still there. If he goes in the first couple rounds, just let him pass by and go get a later quarterback. I, I put this guy on the list for Chuck. Chuck the magazine. I mean, maybe I'll be able to get Chuck on late later, but I know you guys got your drafts coming up, so I couldn't wait. I had to do the show. Dak Prescott. I mean, Chuck Dog has been running this guy down on his Dallas Cowboys for I don't know two, three years. Every year I got to hear this story. About, oh, I don't really like Dak. You know, Oakley. I think I think Dak's overrated. Oh, Dak. You know, have these games where he doesn't show up. Chuck, are, are you watching your own team, man? Because you got weapons all over the field. You've got Zeke Elliott. And Dak Prescott has got better every year he's been in the league. I mean, he's that number four quarterback, basically, nowadays in fantasy football. He's going to throw it all over the yard. He's going to play action and throw the ball deep. I mean, he's a great guy off the field. Why your team has not paid this guy long term, I have no idea. But that's your boy, Jarrah Jones. Just not really having a clue, but thank goodness they took most of the power away from your boy Jerry Jones, and that's why you got a good football team, because they actually got guys in there now that look at the analytics, that look at other things, rather than trying to fill up the, you know, program that they sell in the concourse, and, uh, you know, like Jerry Jones used to, where he'd just get all the big names, but they never won anything. Oh, by the way, the Cowboys still haven't won anything, but Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke, uh, Gallup, Mari Cooper, a decent offensive line, a pretty nasty defense. Yeah, the, the Cowboys are beasts this year, and Dak Prescott is a, a great quarterback if you want to get him at the right price. Again, I would pass on him because I'm waiting on quarterback, not because I don't love Dak Prescott as a player. He's, he's tremendous. Deshaun Watson I put here. Love Deshaun Watson. Again, in a week from where I'm recording, he'll be kicking off against Patty Mahomes. That's going to be fun to watch. Everybody's acting like Watson's going to take a step back because, oh, his receivers are new and, oh, he lost DeAndre Hopkins. Have you guys watched Deshaun Watson? Because 
All he does is hike the football, stand back there, bounce around, and then he either throws BBs all over the field, or the minute you get close to him, he just runs around and either takes off and goes or makes you look silly. Uh, Michael Jordan, at quarterback, as his coach said, and as I think, he's a absolute winner. He's going to be the next big quarterback to get paid. And if I can get Deshaun Watson in that, you know, fifth round range, sixth round range, wherever it may be, I'm considering it because he's that special of a talent, athlete, winner, all that. Love Deshaun Watson. Next name on my list, let's get back to the Lions. That's Matt Stafford. I mean, everybody is high on Stafford this year. What do you say on Good Morning Football? P. Shregs, as they call him. Gosh, do you have to call him Shregs every two seconds? Uh you know, Kay Adams, or gosh, there's some, I love Good Morning Football, but man, they do some annoying stuff between that, Kay Adams with her head tilt, and her takes that she has sometimes, you know, uh, Nate Burleson always seems cool, and I'm not just saying that because he's Lion's Blood forever, but he has some funny good things he says, he always just seems like the coolest guy on the show, and I like Kyle Brandt just because he's a Jim Rome guy, and uh, he always makes me laugh as well, but P. Schrags, Peter Schrager, always saying fascinating every two seconds, still just drives me up the wall. You know, like producers and the TV heads told him, hey, okay, as many times as you guys can say fascinating, that'll be great because fascinating is the new buzzword in TV. It's going to be it's going to be great. Try to fit that in wherever you can. And good old company man, Peter Schrager, just, oh, yes, sir, I'll say it 13 times every segment ridiculous but anyway getting back to off my rant here p shregs peter schrager said dark horse mvp candidate matt stafford and then nate burleson drops the bomb that, oh hey by the way matt stafford texted me and said tell your boy p shregs to get that dark horse out of there because i'm going for the mvp what did i do i tweeted that out right away and man that thing just blew up on twitter i mean thousands of likes you know hundreds upon hundreds even maybe thousand now retweets people were just loving that lions fans that love stafford love that and the haters definitely came out for number nine as well but matt stafford's a great fantasy quarterback you can get him later now he is getting a lot of buzz so people are probably taking him a little bit earlier now than last year especially or, or earlier in this offseason but you can get stafford at the right price i mean he's got all his weapons coming back he's an absolute beast I think, you know, he's just going to be tremendous on so many levels and uh, love getting him if you can wait and get him at the right price as well as with all the people he has playing uh, alongside him this year, especially the running backs. That's going to help him as well. Next name on the list. I mean, you can't leave this guy off the list. His name is Tom Brady. The GOAT, the greatest of all time, number 12, now in Tampa Bay. Now, I remember on a previous Kool-Aid cast saying, man, Tom Brady ain't going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you kidding me? Dang, that's never going to happen. I mean, that's ridiculous. Sure enough, it happened. I still can't believe it, but it happened. (laughs) Um, We will see, you know, how he does. Um, Seems to be motivated, as he often is. Seems to have a lot of weapons down there. I would love it if Tom Brady just lit up the scoreboard. And here's here's my hot take. This is what I want to happen. And, you know, if the Lions don't shock the world and go to the Super Bowl, which I would really love to happen even in the COVID era, it would still be awesome. Please give me Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. 
and and have Tom Brady beat Pat Mahomes and even though he has another year on his contract and probably would have a great year if all that came together Tom Brady just ride off into the sunset winning another Super Bowl in your home stadium or not your home stadium really but Tampa Bay's stadium playing for the Bucks giving a big middle finger to everybody that said you can't do it at what 43 44 what's he 45 now I don't even know Win that Super Bowl, ride off, tip your cap, and say, told you so, and just walk off. Drop the mic like Kobe did. You know, gosh, that would be awesome. Anyway, Tom Brady's going to have a great fantasy football season. It could crazy go south. I mean, there's a little bit in me that thinks he could just have a rough season and then come back in year two with Tampa and have a good year, but I don't see that happening. So, Tom Brady, get him, snag him up, no doubt about it. You you guys know what the next name on the list is. I mean I mean you know what it is. It's Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, a guy that everybody treated like, oh he's he's done. He he doesn't have it. Baker Mayfield has been hated on everywhere he's went. All he's done is is overcome the odds. Now was he horrible in 2019? Oh hell yeah he was horrible. Was he out of shape in 2019? Oh yeah he was fat. Was he just killed by his offensive line and really had no chance to do anything? Absolutely. Was he erratic when he did throw the football? Missing passes, not being accurate like he's been, what, his whole life, basically? Yeah, he was all those things. But I see him correcting a lot of those. They really upgraded the offensive line. They gave him more people to throw to. Watch watch Baker Mayfield have a hell of a year this year. Watch him, watch him play incredible football. Like, you can get Baker Mayfield so damn late. If he does even has a above average or average year, it's going to be worth it. So, definitely love my guy, Bake Bake. Um, he's going to be a good football player this year. I got Big Ben on my list here. B- big Ben has been written off as well. I mean, he did not have a good injury for a quarterback, but he seems to be back, seems to be fine, seems to have trimmed some pounds, seems they got rid of his beard, seems to have Juju and Connor and Deontay Johnson and Clay- Chase Claypool and my boy James Washington. I mean, he's loaded up, ready to go, other than he's got Eric Ebum at tight end, who we all know has got frying pans for hands and is, never gets off Twitter and just a waste of space but other than that big ben is gonna just sling it like he always does again one of the most savvy vets in the game a guy that just is he's a top shelf fantasy quarterback that you can get at the end of your drafts that nobody is is counting on and he could be easily top eight no doubt about it so big ben snag him late if you want Snag this guy late if you want, who has sort of been written off, but sort of not, because he now plays for the New England Patriots, and that's Cameron Newton. Cam Newton. You know, you know what I expect from Cam Newton this year? I expect the New England Patriots to just unleash this guy. I expect them to, to not worry one bit about his health or his well-being or his foot or his shoulder or whatever's been bothering him. I expect them just to run the football with him. I expect him to be another nightmare again inside the five where he's just scoring lots of touchdowns. I see him doing his Superman thing in New England. I see him wearing his crazy hats in New England. And I see Bill Belichick having no problem with it because I think he's going to be much better than advertised. And 
yeah, it's a funny fit. It doesn't seem like it works, but it's going to work. Cam Newton is going to be good in uh, New England, and they are going to unleash his physicality, his athleticism, and his ability to throw those short passes all around the football field and move them up and down down the field. So, you know, Cam Newton is going to have a great year, especially where you can get him in fantasy drafts. So keep that on your radar. Two more names, and it's a name I said earlier, and it's a name I love saying. I know I think on previous podcasts I beat this guy up saying he's nothing special and never going to win anything with this guy. I think I've changed my tune. And you know who the guy is? His name is Gardner Minshew. <laughs> uh, Gardner Minshew with the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to get his his butt handed to him this year on the scoreboard as well as probably get beat up, you know, as a quarterback. But I see him running around. I see him throwing lots of passes. He's got some good receivers. Didi. He's got Chark, who I mentioned earlier. <coughs> Excuse me. He's got LaVisca Chenault. He's got, you know, two, three other receivers that are a little bit farther down the radar that are going to be good. I see Minshew having a good season. Go look at his stats. Um, Last year, guy had good stats, especially for, a, what, a, a low-level draft pick? Uh, a guy that nobody counted anything on? Played good football, man. Come around on this guy. And he's just fun because he wears jorts and he has a ridiculous mustache and he wears headbands and he is fun on social media and all these goofy commercials he has man he he plays decent he's gonna be a fan favorite and a guy the league loves so get yourself some Gardner Minshew late in your drafts or just in general because he could he could get you by you know if you want to wait 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 on quarterback like I said earlier and I'm losing my voice a little bit. I'm over here coughing in the mic. I apologize, but I gotta, I gotta roll up, finish up this show here before I lose my voice. Uh, Carr, Derek Carr with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, like another guy people have written off. You, you add, you add Henry Ruggs, um, Brian Edwards. Don't sleep on Brian Edwards as a rookie wide receiver. You've got Darren Waller. You've got Jacobs. Um, you know, they've got weapons out there. And Derek Carr, basically get him for free with your last pick in your fantasy draft. He's going to outproduce that. He's going to be in that mid, mid-tier of where quarterbacks finish. But again, it's all about value. It's not about getting the best player in the league at quarterback. It's about getting a guy at draft value that you know is an absolute stud. and Well, not an absolute stud. is a guy that's going to outperform his draft value and is going to put up the stats you need to win. And to me, that guy is Derek Carr with your late last pick of your fantasy draft. And uh, I like him. He's got good head on his shoulders. He throws a decent football. He's pretty accurate. And, you know, I think he's been bad with the deep ball. But I remember him throwing some nice deep balls when he almost had that MVP or they paid him, and he hasn't done anything that great since. But I think this could be a nice year for him. So we'll see what he does. Hopefully he chucks the ball deep and underneath, and everybody gets to watch Henry Ruggs do his thing because he's a special, special athlete. But Derek Carr, don't be afraid of him. Um, be willing to take that risk of having no QBs and having your starting QBs be Ben Roethlisberger and Derek Carr or, you know, Baker Mayfield and Minshew. You know, that that can win you your league right there. No, No question, no doubt about it.
All right, again, before I lose my voice and before I go too long here, um, Detroit Lions, you know, again, you're talking fantasy football. Uh, Marvin Jones, you can get a crazy value. He's in an incredible training camp. Everybody knows who Kenny Galladay is. We'll see if he's able to put up, you know, 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, somewhere in that range. That would be another tremendous year for Kenny Galladay. Danny Amendola is a really sneaky guy in a PPR league that you could invest in if you'd like. And TJ Hawkinson, we talked about earlier, should be good. DeAndre Swift, um, we'll see what he brings, but he's electric. And if he's healthy, he's going to be a sneaky running back that you can get in those uh, mid-rounds that could start for you at times if he really gets rolling. on Johnson, you know, really the issue is injuries and touches with him. See what happens. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be loaded up on offense. And, and, you know, Quintez Cephas, who isn't a fantasy resource, but he's going to be a good football player in the next uh, year or two when it comes to the Lions offense. I would even expect him to make plays this year. But, uh, yeah, Matt Stafford is who you want to roll with. Stafford, Hawkinson, and... And Swift would be the three guys I would focus on of trying to get them at good good price points. You know, Marv is that sneaky receiver, and Kenny is going to cost you a lot. But if he keeps getting better and better, he's going to be a, a top-flight receiver, you know, no, no question. So love what he brings to the table. All right, let's finish out with my leagues, just give you a roundabout what I'm in. I probably am in – gosh, let me think off the top of my head. I'm probably in – Three or four standard leagues, you know, with friends, uh, co-workers, people like that. I'm in two ultra-dynasty teams on Reality Sports Online, which are 32-team leagues. Each team, you know, one league we built just like the NFL. So that one has, you know, you have 53-man roster per team. 32 teams, crazy starters. You got to find three running backs. You got to have four or five receivers. You got to have three tight ends, you know, that, that actually play on your team. It's, it's craziness, but that's super fun. And the other one is really deep too. I also have an eight team reality sports online league that I do with a bunch of friends from, gosh, we started that league the same year reality sports started up and I've kept it going. I'm a two time champ in that league. But I lost in the playoffs last year, so I'm coming back for my championship. I am in, let me think here. I am in another Reality Sports Online League. If you haven't checked them out, go to Reality Sports Online, RSO as I often call them. Great website, contract league. You actually have to pay the guys uh, millions of dollars based on your, your budget, an actual NFL budget that you use. It's really fun. It's really easy to do. I'm in another league. I think it's a 10 or 12. I think it's 12 teams with a bunch of guys from the UK that I really don't know. But I won the league the first year. They all hated me for it. I don't know why. I tried to have a little fun with some some good-mannered smack talk. They hated me for it. I uh, came back the next year. I didn't say peep one. I got to the championship, and I lost based on... I can't remember. Zeke Elliott had a horrible game or some other things happened to me. So I lost, of course, you know, they, they love that. They also continue to not listen when I try to give them rule adjustments or try to have some fun in that league. So basically I say nothing. I put out a great roster and I assume I'll be back in the playoffs and probably fighting for the championship again in that league. And then to end the show, I might as well just tout that uh, I am the reigning defending world's heavyweight champion in the Detroit Kool-Aid cast fantasy league on ESPN. I threw that together last year, 20 team league. 
I told everybody I was going to win it. I put together a so-so roster to start because I was, um, I remember when the draft happened, I was like doing work for pro football focus. And I was trying to do two other projects while drafting, but sure enough, I made a couple trades. My guys showed up big towards the end of the year. And in the playoffs, I took home the trophy. I'm back to defend my crown, to defend my championship belt. And uh, I think I have another great roster in that league as well. Appreciate all the listeners of this podcast that have joined that. Make sure you get on there and put in a lineup. I don't want to hear any excuses. I know a couple of you guys on Twitter have been telling me, oh, you know, nobody puts in a lineup. Oh, this, you got lucky, blah, blah, blah. Show up, put a lineup in. I'll see you in the playoffs. If you can beat me, I'll tip my cap. You probably can't. So... I'm going to shine up my belt and probably be the two-time, two-time defending champ in that league. I'm hoping to take home a bunch of other crowns, and I probably have, gosh, probably 10 best ball leagues that I'm in as well that I'm hoping to fare well in for some potato chips this year as well. So everybody, that's my fantasy football flavor show. Chuck let me down big time. I mean, the people wanted to hear from Chuck Dog with the magazine. You have disappointed the people again, but what have I done? I've come through with 45 to 50, probably nearly an hour here, where I've spit fantasy gold for the people. I've helped them out. I've given them great takes on everything. I'm sure I'm going to be perfectly right. Not necessarily, but I like to think so, that I'm going to nail all these predictions that I've given you. I'm going to win all of my fantasy leagues. And it's going to be a great year of football that starts in seven days with a kickoff against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. And our Detroit Lions will be squaring off against the Chicago Bears Sunday, September 13th, 1 p.m. I can't wait. You know what we do here on the show. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And keep doing this with that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. You know how we do it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. We'll be back with more Lions on Friday morning. It's just when you're probably hearing this as well. We will be back next week previewing the games. We'll be back uh, later that week. Uh, we'll be back after that reviewing the games. It's going to be all Detroit Kool-Aid all season long. This is going to be a great season for the team and for fantasy football. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.